Hello and welcome to a smashing theory, the ultimate. <laughs> oh, that was alarming. <laughs> Daniel turned suddenly toward me and went, "Hello." <laughs> the old, the ultimate prediction podcast for Super Smash Bros. and other video games. I'm Daniel and I'm Sean. Hey guys. Hey. So, uh, this this will be fun. We. <laughs> Last time... I feel as though you just jinxed the whole thing. <laughs> oh, it'll be fun! It'll be so fun! It'll be so good! Last episode, we made a bunch of predictions about Summer Game Fest. Yes. Stuff that was going to happen over the course of the next few months, and uh, and then like two weeks passed and a bunch of stuff happened that was fairly newsworthy so here we are with, yeah. with an episode the the news roundup yeah may, may 2020 news reactions that'll include some some reactions to uh some summer game fest news that'll mm-hmm. include uh like evo online yeah uh, that'll include some nintendo stuff yeah so uh we're just reacting yeah just reacting to stuff and predictions we made mm-hmm. prior to those things uh we talked for a long time last time so uh i have like 10 corrections so let's let's get started corrections from last episode uh minecraft is available on Xbox Game Pass. Oh, nice. Uh, kind of. Oh, so, okay. uh, so, my, so Xbox Game Pass, there's basically Xbox Game Pass for consoles mm-hmm. and Xbox Game Pass for PC. Mm. Uh, if you have Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, you're subscribed to both. Right. Uh, but basically, they have two different libraries of, uh, quote, free, unquote, mm-hmm. games uh, that you can play as long as you're subscribed Minecraft is available for Xbox Game Pass on consoles. Okay. A bit ironically, it's not available for Xbox Game Pass on PC. That is a little weird. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, it was such a it was such a PC game when it started out. That's true. Now you can play it like on a toaster. I was gonna say I actually I bought it when it was in beta in like twenty ten wow, or eleven. Yeah. And I actually still like if I were to go to the Minecraft website and download it instead of it being like the you know, Windows gaming version or whatever. It's like the version that runs on Java. Wow. Uh, so I've got a little little gaming piece of history. Huh. Yeah. Uh, however, Minecraft Dungeons, the mm-hmm. spinoff, right. that's coming out May 26th, will be available on Xbox Game Pass for console and PC uh, on at launch because Ooh. that's how Microsoft does things with their first party titles. Okay. Their first party titles. Yeah. Uh, the Dirt franchise is not about worm farms and actually it has a really weird history. Okay. Uh, so it started as the Colin McRae Rally franchise. Oh, I didn't know those were the same thing. Yeah, so Colin McRae Rally games uh, were games that featured uh, World Rally Championship racing, right? Like, yeah. Um, and those games came out from 1998 to 2005, and then they started a spinoff series called Colin McRae Dirt. Okay. Uh, which uh, the first one came out in 2007, and it added various kinds of off-road racing. Huh. Um, then Colin McRae died in 2007. Oh, God. Uh, and his name was still on Dirt 2, but then starting with Dirt 3 in 2011, his name was phased out from okay. the franchise. So now the games are just called Dirt. Oh, well, sorry, Colin. Yeah. 
Code of Vein sold over 1 million copies worldwide oh. by February 2020. So, Good job, Code Vein. Yeah, I think that's enough of a hit. Yeah. But I can see them kind of wanting to start fresh for a new generation anyway. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, I talked about games that Bandai Namco could publish. Mm-hmm. And talked about a bunch of anime games, a bunch of games based on Shonen Jump properties, and mm-hmm. I talked about the Demon Slayer video game uh, coming out for, you know, uh, modern day consoles. Right. A um, couple things. I forgot to mention that there's also going to be a mobile game. Oh, okay. Uh, for Demon Slayer. Huh. But both are not being published by Bandai Namco. They're being published by Aniplex. Oh. Uh, which are the people that made the anime also okay. like Aniplex yeah, also yeah yeah i mean i guess it makes some sense usually you know it's not like bandai namco makes the dragon ball anime but right. they're still you know well, i guess yeah. Aniplex is just uh branching out yeah yeah um also we were talking about different sh- old shonen jump properties that could be revived as a video game right and i felt like there was something on the tip of my tongue like mm-hmm. but i was having trouble remembering uh I remember now, Bleach. Oh, yeah, that's a big thing. Yes, not only is it a big thing, but it's getting a revival. It's getting a revival, like, basically this year and next year. Oh. A spin-off series called Burn the Witch <laughs> is uh, yeah. is going to get a series in Shonen Jump magazine. Ah. Uh, which, uh, which is basically an expansion of a one-shot huh. uh, that came out years and years ago. Okay. Um. Maybe not years and years, maybe just like a couple of years. Right. That's, that's kind of cool, though. Yeah. Yeah, it is pretty cool. And there are going to be anime adaptations of both a Bleach arc that I don't mm-hmm. think ever got an anime adaptation. Ah. Uh, and uh, an anime adaptation of the Burn the Witch one-shot. Okay. So a bunch of Bleach stuff is basically happening over the course of the next year. Maybe a video game will be amongst that stuff. Sure, sure. Published by Bandai Namco. Well, uh, good good for you, Bleach fans. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think actually, I might be straight up predicting that. I think a Bleach game by Bandai Namco uh, getting announced within the next year would make a lot of sense. Cool. Uh, and it could be a cool fighting game. Yeah? Yeah. That'd be nice. I like fighting games. Me too. Yeah. Uh, and like, Bleach has some cool power sets mm-hmm. in it. Like there's like a... there's. You know, most people have weapons. Uh, there's like a cool ice boy in it. Oh, uh, nice. There's a guy with like a like a sword that like gets real long. It's like kind of a chain sword <laughs> uh, thing. Okay. Yeah, and he's like got like a red ponytail or something. Sure. Uh, don't I know. know don't... I, I was gonna say I know nothing about Bleach at all except its name. I read like the first volume okay. of the manga in. Uh, a books a million. <laughs> no, no, it was a Borders. Okay, yeah, it was the Borders that used to be a books a million. Ah, uh, on B Ridge in, in our hometown at, of Sarasota. At, yeah, at Sarasota. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> oh, oh, half halfway done with corrections. <laughs> a little over halfway done. All right. So we talked about. Uh, the the tech demo movie thing that Square Enix made mm-hmm. uh, that that they called like a Final Fantasy tech demo called Agony's Philosophy, mm-hmm. and you and I were talking about that. It's like, oh yeah, cool. It'd be cool if they went back like to a fantasy setting, mm-hmm. right? 
Um, I rewatched that tech demo yeah. after we recorded, uh, and basically, like you know, you, you remember like kind of like this this girl like casting spells and right. stuff, right? And like kind of like uh, kind of very like kind of like desolate like desert town almost mm-hmm. that like she's like she's running through and stuff. Yes. Um. Yeah. That setting is sci-fi as fuck, okay. actually. Like, <laughs> like basically, um, she, she is a very fantasy character. Like, she's basically mm-hmm. just, like, in kind of, like, this cult almost, and they're all catching, casting magic spells. Okay. And she, like, pretty much summons Bahamut at some point. <laughs> but then she rides Bahamut, and she rides it into, like, this fucking, like... Ah. Uh... It, you know, like, it pans out, and you just see, like, fucking, like this fucking like cyberpunk city just outside of the of the desert village that okay. she she escapes from so okay uh i think that could still be cool actually yeah, just kind of true. you know kind of this this mage girl uh who's very like high fantasy just kind of having to interact with all this mm-hmm. high sci-fi stuff i think that could actually be different enough from the kind of sci-fi stuff that's been happening in previous Final Fantasies. That's fair. I'd still kind of dig Agni's philosophy as a setting. Okay. Even though just, like, pure-ass fantasy would be nice to go back to at some point. Yes. Um, I forget what we were saying about Cars 3 Driven to Win, but I think we were... Uh, oh, I think I was saying, I heard that it's not that bad, right? right? Cars 3 Driven to Win by Avalanche Games. You made kind of like a, ooh, when I said that, because obviously... In most worlds, a Cars 3 video game wouldn't be that great. Right. It got a, uh, The PS4 version got a 72 on Metacritic. Okay. Which, you know, yeah. uh, not that bad. That's pretty good. I mean, usually, like, good Metacritic games are in the 80s, so that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, like, there's... <laughs> I feel like there's Metacritic games in the 80s plus, and then there's, like, Metacritic's games, <laughs> like, like, 65 and under. Yeah. And you don't really see, like... Uh, I, I feel like if it's above 70, the game's, like, decent at worst, mm-hmm. right? So interesting, yeah. So if Cars Three is decent, then, uh, then that's not bad. However, the also worth noting, yeah, the video game has a better rating on Metacritic <laughs> than the movie does. Ooh, Cars, oh, yeah. Cars Three, the movie has a fifty-nine on Metacritic. Ooh, and you know, I thought the movie was solid. Yeah, I was gonna say there are a lot of critics who basically said like this isn't good, but it's the best Cars movie. It's the best Cars movie, and I'd almost kind of, I'd almost call it kind of good. Okay, like there are some arcs in that movie with emotional depth that nice. surprised me. And actually, I made like a like I made a list a while back of like Pixar movies from like from which ones I thought were the best to which ones I think are the worst. Mm-hmm. Like Incredibles is at the top, yeah. The Good Dinosaurs at the bottom, <laughs> um. Cars 3 is kind of like lower middle tier okay. for me. It's it's worse than Up, but it's better than Monsters University. Okay. Uh, it's also better than Wally, A Bug's Life, and Incredibles 2. Ooh. You know, maybe I'm a little harsh on A Bug's Life. I rewatched hmm. that recently. Not not awful. Okay. Not amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I watched uh, a lot when I was a kid. Cars 3 is also worse than Onward, Finding Dory, and every Toy Story movie. Okay. Although it's not much worse than Toy Story Four, and uh, correction. <laughs> uh, okay, just a couple more. Yeah, 
I said, 2K Games. <laughs> he says to me, sensing the level of impatience that's <laughs> boiling in my blood. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> the level... <laughs> it's not like your patience level is ever absurdly high. <laughs> well, you're actually very patient when it comes to certain things. Thank you. But, uh... But corrections is not one of them. <laughs> no! No! I said maybe 2K Games will reveal their new Borderlands game uh, as a sunrise uh, for summer games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I meant their new Bioshock game. Okay. They released a new Borderlands game very recently. Right. And uh, finally, I'd like to change... Um, we, we talked about Sony game reveals for the PS5, yeah. right? And we talked about the possibility of a game... Uh, of them revealing a game that, like, they said would come out soon, but would probably get delayed, and it's probably realistically more like three to five years out. Mm-hmm. But like, kind of a kind of a big, exciting game, right? Um, I forget what your prediction was, but it was pretty good. Like, I remember being like, "Oh, yeah, that's a really uh, Street Fighter Six. Oh, yeah, you said yeah. Street Fighter Six. I thought that was an excellent prediction. Thank you. And I said. Uh, a Kingdom Hearts like 3.5 style game, right? Uh, but then as time passed, I thought, you know, I don't, I think it's too soon for that. Actually, okay. I realized what they would reveal instead. What's that? Spider Man Two. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good one. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my prediction. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Spider Man Two. I think that's real good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Insomniac Games, uh, just fucking. Yeah, I think that might be a game also where we kind of see the the updated video game New York mm-hmm. and be like, ooh, I can kind of see the next generation a bit. Nice. You know, I can kind of see how this already this how this looks better than Spider Man One. Okay. Which looks very good. Yes. That's still a, a very pretty game. Yeah. Anyway, that's all the corrections. Alright. Great. <laughs> We've definitely not wasted an amount of time. I think people like corrections. I hope that they do because <laughs> I just did them. <laughs> if you if you don't like corrections, let us know. Uh, if you do like corrections, let us know. <laughs> just, if, just let us know stuff. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, on Twitter. A smashing theory. Yeah, we yeah. got a Discord. Yeah. You can e- you can you can join it if you give us money. Email. Yeah, a smashing theory of Gmail. If you're in Chicago, you can shout on your rooftop. We might hear you. Feel statistically unlikely, but worth a try. Yeah, you never know. I mean, we probably won't leave the house right now. No. Yeah. Social distancing. Yeah. It's important. It is important. Okay, so let's talk about various newsy things that happened. Okay. So, uh. First one, I don't know if we ever explicitly mentioned on this pod that Evo got canceled last month. Yes, it did. And then they were they said we're going to announce like an alternative. We're going to announce right. We're going to announce an online version of Evo. Stay tuned for more details. And not too long ago, we got the details. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's interesting. So Evo Online uh, is going to run over five weekends. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, a series of online events running from July fourth to August second, twenty twenty. So basically, okay. like yeah, like five weeks, five weekends. And they're base. There's basically two ways that they're running Evo Online. 
Uh, one is that they are uh, doing sev- uh, the the main the original main lineup of Evo. Yeah. Right. Uh, Undernight in birth, EXE late, Dragon Ball Fighters, Tekken Seven, Soul Calibur Six, uh, Street Fighter Five Champion Edition, Samurai Showdown, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, uh, and and a Marvel versus Capcom two exhibition tournament that was always going to be an exhibition tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, those eight games will now be online exhibition tournaments right. where where like they'll kind of curate who gets to fight in those. Yes, because uh, their net code is bad. Uh the the main lineup was those eight games plus Smash Bros. Ultimate. Yes. Uh initially. So the one game from Evo 2020's initial plans that just won't be included at all now is uh is Smash Bros. Because their netcode is the worst of all of those. Which is impressive. Yeah. You got Dragon Ball Fighters there. Yeah. People been people been shitting on that netcode. <laughs> you been shitting on that, but at least, you know at least you could probably play a match there. Right. Like obviously like online matches are possible to be played with Smash Bros. Ultimate. Yes. But um but to to say that good smooth online matches <laughs> on Smash Bros Ultimate can be a bit inconsistent yes uh i think would be fair to say i think so too uh it was it was wild though like i was watching the evo trailer uh mr cora luigi on the discord was like man no smash and i'm like no they're, they're smash <laughs> they said that they they said there'd be the exhibition tournaments for the original lineup they even showed the picture and then i went back and looked at the picture and like and ultimate smash Bros. Ultimate was just removed uh-huh. from the lineup picture I'm like holy shit yeah they like they snuck that in they <laughs> snuck the fact that there's no more ultimate which is kind of crazy that means like smash bros won't be part of an evo thing mm-hmm for the first time since uh I don't know uh, a long it's, a it's been a, yeah it's yeah. it's been a good it's been a hot minute like ever since melee kind of got revived for Evo uh you know then Smash 4 showed up then Ultimate was there and then melee slipped out but yeah. but Ultimate was still there I really hope that this convinces particularly Eastern developers of fighting games to take a look at GGPO. Yeah. And implement their own kind of rollback net code in oh. a way that is better than Street Fighter V's. Right. Speak we haven't even got into the big meaty the big meat. We haven't even gotten into the meat yet. We That's need to true. chew that meat. Uh because the thing that could inspire them to work on their net code a bit mm-hmm. is this piece of news, which is that the tournaments we mentioned are now kind of like closed, right? Yeah. Like I, Sean and I could not join. <laughs> I I could not join the uh, the Street Fighter Five tournament. Right. I'm I'm not good enough at Street Fighter to be invited to whatever exhibition they're doing. Yeah. However, there are going to be four online only open tournaments that anyone can join. Right. Uh, happening for Evo. Uh, those four games. Being Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath, mm-hmm. Killer Instinct, mm-hmm. Them's Fightin' Herds, <laughs> and Skullgirls Second Encore. Yeah. A uh, couple notable things for that. One, Mortal Kombat 11 was not part of that initial EVO lineup, and That's we were true. kind of shocked about that. Mm-hmm. And now it's back. <laughs> and now it is part of EVO. Yeah. And uh, the second big note, all four of those games uh, use 
is is rollback the good kind of netcode? Yeah, right? rollback. Yeah, yeah, rollback. All four of those games, at least to some extent, use rollback netcode. Yes. Uh, I watched a really interesting explainer featuring Adam Hart. Uh, ah. Keats, yes. Um, who is the head of Iron Galaxy? Yeah, the uh, the creators of the Killer Instinct game. Yes where he was kind of talking about the difference between delay-based netcode and rollback netcode. Yes. And basically, rollback netcode is a form of delay-based netcode, but they program it so that it predicts what you're going to do based on what you're doing currently. Yeah. And that's why it seems like it's so in sync. Like, if I'm walking forward, GGPO or rollback assumes I'm going to continue walking forward and for my opponent causes me to continue walking forward. And then if there is, you know, if I actually don't do that, if I jump or block or something, yeah. then it rolls it back and corrects the mistake too quickly for the human mind to really process. Uh, so that's that's what rollback netcode is. Delay-based netcode is just there's a delay because it has to wait and see what the other person's doing. Right, yeah. Um, and so when you have rollback, you are able to kind of have much higher quality matches at much greater distances. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, you know, you can watch the whole thing if you want. Uh, just look up, like, Adam Hart rollback. You'll probably find it on YouTube. But uh, yeah. it's, it's very good. Yeah, yeah. That, that's pretty fascinating, the way that works, like, mm-hmm. technology-wise. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, um, I think... I think at least two of those games specifically use GGPO, which is a very high-quality rollback netcode yes. uh, thing. Which is now engine uh, and now free to license. Uh, you know, it's uh, obviously you still have to implement it, and that comes at a cost. But yeah, yeah, you don't have to pay a license fee anymore to use it in your game, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I think Killer Instinct and Mortal Kombat Eleven uh, use modif like they use their own rollback right. engines. Uh, but yeah, but they're both very good. I yes, mean, Killer Instinct in particular is kind of known in the FGC circuit as being like the god of netcode. Yeah, uh, which is why even though it's you know. I don't love using the term dead game, but even though it's kind of a dead game, it's, right. being, it's really enjoying a revival right now because yeah. nobody can meet up at their local and play fighting games. Which has been really cool. It's yeah. been really cool to see Killer Instinct kind of come back. Because, Absolutely. Because Sean and I were kind of into it for a while. Yeah, I liked Killer Instinct. I never really got the hang of it, but I love watching Killer Instinct tournaments. It's, it's com- so fun to watch. Com Breaker is very hype. They're, yes. they're Killer Instinct tournaments every year. The characters are so cool. Mm-hmm. Such cool movesets. Oh, yeah. Uh, and this is actually exciting because Killer Instinct got removed from the Evo lineup before they finished releasing characters for that game. Right. We never really right. got to see, like, season three, like, yeah, finish. Eagle. Yeah, no no Eagle. I think uh, I think even characters from, like, the beginning of season three didn't really get, mm-hmm. uh, get to shine. Right. You know? Um. So now we'll see an Evo tournament with the entire Killer Instinct playable cast in it. That'll be really cool. That'll be really cool. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Me too. It'll be cool to... It'll be so weird to see some of these exhibitions. Um, I guess we might be doing an Evo online like prediction episode at some point. Okay. Since I'm sure there'll still be reveals right. just scattered across those five weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Just be like Ed Boon wearing a mask in front of no audience, you know. I'm, I'm pleased to announce uh, Injustice 3. It's not going to be Injustice 3. Why is he wearing a mask? I don't know. 
I'm just I'm just making a Corona riff. Oh, I I just imagined him wearing like just like a full like scorpion mask. <laughs> Get over here and look at this trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the voice of Scorpion, but I usually sound like this. <laughs> but I'm not I I'm I I'm not the voice of Scorpion anymore. I I used to go get over here and then, you know he he, he did the, the big old stick. That's what that's he called. He stabbed you with that big long. He, he throws you with a long stick. Yeah, you yeah, got, you a long got... wavy stick. Yeah. What's another word for a long wavy stick? Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now some other guy voices Scorpion most of the time, and sometimes I just get into the booth. I'm like, get over here, and they're like, "Wow, good job, Ed Boone." And I'm like, "Thanks." He was a thousand dollars. Because I run a company. <laughs> What's the next thing we got? <laughs> let's see. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be cool to, <laughs> cool to predict Evo stuff. Yeah. Even, even if it'll be the weirdest Evo prediction episode we'll That's ever have done. Sure. That'll be like our third Evo prediction mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, we're we're uh, this podcast. Uh, you know, it's it's teething. It's learning to walk. It maybe it can speak some sentences. You think babies learn to walk at age three? I mean, we're not. It's not three yet, is it? Or is it? Uh, we've we've been doing this for over two years. Uh, so you know, is learning dexterity. <laughs> Yeah, I was just talking to our our dad friend Max the other day, and I was like, "Hey, how's Ezra? How's your baby?" He's like, "Oh, good. He's really learning his dexterity." I think that's a normal dad thing to say. <laughs> it's not my fault that you don't know anything about children. <laughs> yeah, my son. He, uh, you know, he um, he really rolled that d twenty and and uh, checked for traps. <laughs> yes, that's what I meant. Clearly. <laughs> yeah, you know he um. <laughs> I I just uh, I walked in and I looked at the crib and he just did like a cartwheel. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, "Damn, Ezra, that's a sweet backflip!" And he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, I love your baby Max. I wish I saw more of him. Yeah, he's great. Kind of hard to see. Yeah, any other person right now? Corona. Yeah small humans included yes uh okay so we also have some summer game fest reactions all right um some summer game fest stuff that we predicted and then we already kind of have some stuff to talk about yeah uh one of the big ones is uh uh, i i guess a big thing that we predicted maybe it's weird to call it big i don't know sunrise number one uh may 12th this thing called sunrise number one happened mm-hmm. it basically happened before our last episode even went up right um sunrise one sunrise one was going to be a surprise game reveal from jeff Keeley. so we talked a lot about what that could be mm-hmm. uh, one of our main guesses was that it would be a nintendo game of some kind um we predicted things like a new warrior game a new kirby game a localization of that detective club remake that's coming to japan 
uh, Metroid Prime Trilogy. Sean said a new IP that'll come out in fall 2020. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We predicted a League of Legends thing. We predicted Diablo 4 or Overwatch 2. Uh, We predicted maybe that anime game from Bandai Namco. Maybe Mm -hmm. that would be uh, Sunrise number one. Uh, We predicted Spyro or Crash. Yeah. Um, or maybe some WB game stuff, and if they didn't decide to do like a whole ass showcase, which was another thing we predicted. Right. Um, Sunrise number one was none of those things. It was uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater one and two. Radical. Uh, a remake slash remaster with most of the original soundtrack left intact. That's cool. Yeah. That actually is radical. <laughs> Uh yeah, um Vicarious Visions I think is developing it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that that seems pretty cool. Yeah. Looks looks nice. I played those games a lot when I was a youth. Yeah. You know? I, uh, I played a bit, yeah. yeah. Skateboarding around. Mhm. I uh really appreciate that they were in no way realistic and that you frequently shot 40 50 feet into the air off of a half pipe and did 12 tricks on the way down. Yeah, just like kind of racking up a bunch of combos, uh, points I think. Yeah, yeah, just combo yeah. points. Yeah, like every, every time you did a new trick without falling down, like in like kind of a chain of tricks, like mm-hmm. you just like just like the name of the trick would get added to the bottom <laughs> right. of the screen and you could have like 20 fucking <laughs> trick names like while the 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 score total just kept like ratcheting up like really dramatically. My friend Lonnie was once playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two and like glitched into the ceiling and wouldn't come down, so he just like used a rubber band to tie his analog stick to the side and just did an increasing number of like spins that just like ratcheted up his points beyond anything that should be humanly possible. Wow! And then like you know, kick flipped or something and got out of the wall and landed. That was some early speed running strats, except it was very slow. <laughs> you know, some the, game breaking stuff. The slowest speed run of all time. <laughs> there there actually I feel like there is actually just a weird subset weird offshoot of speedrunners that try to take as long playing a game as possible. I don't know if my brain made that up. I don't know either. Yeah. But, uh, well That'd be interesting. Get ready for the start of next Slow episode's. <laughs> Get ready for the start of next episode's corrections oh, list. God damn it! <laughs> That's the true slow run. <laughs> I wonder what the slowest speed run is, just because the game is that long. Yeah, it's got to be like an RPG, probably. Because um, I know that, like at GDQ, for instance, they do like Final Fantasy VII runs, and it takes like eight hours. Yeah. Z- Which is incredible to me. I, I wonder how long a speed run of Xenoblade Chronicles has managed to be. Oh, that's an interesting thought. Yeah. What is the slowest <laughs> speed? So, so, like auto like auto completes is like what is the slowest speed possible? <laughs> that's an interesting question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean it's gotta be like zero point zero 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 repeating, you know, miles per hour or whatever. Okay, uh most of the most of the world's slowest speed run things are videos made as a joke and they're not actually very slow speed runs. Uh. Um, although, like, an eSports site does mention some absurdly long speed runs. There's an Animal Crossing 100% speed run. 
That's huh. 22 hours long. Okay. Um, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, a nemesis run of Final Fantasy X that's 23 hours run. Oh. Long. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, because apparently in order... Uh, there's a super boss called Nemesis, and in right. order to unlock it, you need to capture 10 of every single monster in the game, and right. capturing monsters is kind of a thing. Okay. Um, and then, of course, you have to beat Nemesis, which is a hilariously long fight. Oh. Okay, here's one of the... There's a 100% run of Baden Kaitos. Oh, wow. Uh... Ha. <laughs> ha. In Baden Kaitos, items evolve over time into new items, which are required for 100% completion. <laughs> the shampoo is one such item, which takes approximately 336 hours of real time Holy to shit. convert into its final form. As such, much of the game is spent waiting, with Bafan only playing the game for roughly four hours every day <laughs> to gather the rest of the items necessary in order to complete the game. Wow. Uh... The world record of Abaddon Kaido's Eternal Wings 100% run is 341 hours, 20 minutes, and 3 seconds. Jesus Christ. That is the fastest that someone has 100% Abaddon Kaido's. I'm going to say that they win. Yeah. Um, and that's the end of that article that I looked up. So, okay. Yeah. Now um, we know. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm probably not going to do too much extra research for corrections. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we basically just corrected ourselves. Yeah. But if someone wants to correct that correction, Don't, feel feel free to no. tell us some real long speedy boys. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Friends, I want you to tell me everything we've done wrong so that maybe our next episode can be entirely made of corrections Dear God, from this episode. My head would explode, Daniel. <laughs> uh... uh Anyway, outside of torturing Sean, yeah. we also uh, there were also some other uh, summer games announcements that we didn't even predict. There was a showcase mm -hmm. uh, the day after uh, the Tony Hawk announcement uh, that was also announced after we even recorded. Right, and it was an announcement from Epic Games, who wasn't even on the list of companies that was going to <laughs> that was going to contribute. Uh, to the Summer Games Fest, right. which, you know, which kind of creates hopes. Even if you don't see mm -hmm. that company on the list, they might materialize later as a surprise reveal. Sure. Uh, Epic Games showed off Unreal Engine 5. Yes. For the first time. They announced it, showed a showed a demo video of it running on a PS5. Mm -hmm. uh, did you see this video? I did. I did see it. It, it looks pretty good. Yeah, I'll, although I will say that if they just showed that trailer without the narration, without explaining the technology, I would have thought this is a very pretty PS4 game. I I see parts of it that look better than a PS4 game. Mm -hmm. I think if you just look, like I think if you just look at like the character model, that's like, oh yeah, that that's a right. good that's a good character model for a, for a PS4 or Xbox One X game, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but some some of the stuff. Uh, some of the ways the environment is rendered as she runs through it, I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, I have not seen the PS4 or Xbox One pull some of this stuff off yet to an extent that it might not be technically possible to do. Sure. Yeah. 
basically, I'm just very interested to see what developers do with Unreal Engine 5. Oh, uh, yeah. More than I was interested in that demo specifically. I guess it's, that's fair. It sounds like there's a lot of cool new features. Yeah, I um, I I think, I think the demo shows the promise, you know? I, I don't mm-hmm. think, like, I don't think that's going to be, like, for example, like, if you go back and look at the first demo shown for Unreal Engine 4, mm-hmm. if that's the, if what we saw is the demo sure. for Unreal Engine 5, games are going to look real good yeah. in five years. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, for, for that reason, I was pretty impressed by that video, actually. Nice. Epic also uh, mentioned that they are starting, like, a cross-play initiative. They're doing, they're basically, like, helping games, helping multi-platform games with online multiplayer okay. uh, get cross-play. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, basically, Sony's only really granting cross-play to <laughs> companies that they have a special relationship with. Right. So Epic Games is taking advantage of the special relationship that they have with Sony mm-hmm. and getting cross-play like, for games that generally wouldn't have it. Okay, Epic is learning. You yeah, know? they're they're doing some stuff that's cooler than the stuff they were doing a while ago. Epic has been doing cool stuff throughout. Uh, like even when they were doing stupid stuff, they mm-hmm. were also doing cool stuff. <laughs> but sometimes the stupid stuff they were doing was so stupid <laughs> that it was hard to notice the cool stuff. Yes, yeah. Um, Fortnite will transition to Unreal Engine five next year. Interesting. Um. And, uh, and yeah, finally, um, uh, there was another announcement made this May as kind of a summer Games Fest surprise thing, Mm -hmm. and, uh, Riot Games revealed a June 2nd release date for Valorant, their, uh, their first-person shooter thing that they're, that they're making. Um. Hope people enjoy that. Yeah, Riot Games was on that list. You and I predicted that... It would be like a like a League of Legends spin-off project mm-hmm. that they might announce or or maybe the fighting game. Right. But uh but no, it was a Valorant announcement. Okay. Maybe we'll get more Riot Games announcements. I'd be okay with that. Over the next few months. But yeah. Not super interested in Valorant, so that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, like I I tried to look up like I, I tried to like inform myself on Valorant mm-hmm. and uh and the ADHD kicked in and I yeah. got distracted because like I it like it, like my initial peek into it just made it seem like kind of oh okay it's kind of like if Riot Games wanted to do Overwatch style stuff. It's it's basically Counter Strike with Overwatch powers. Yeah. Um. Like like it's really that's what it is. Uh. You start off each round. You buy weapons like you do in Counter Strike. It's two teams. One of them's trying to plant a bomb. One of them's trying to defuse the bomb. But you also have overwatch powers okay so like if you like counter-strike you like overwatch you want to marriage them together uh into one gameplay experience then by all means play it but it's just it's not checking any of my boxes yeah my fiance really loves overwatch but like i feel like the things that she loves about overwatch might not be in valorant yeah yeah i think so too yeah so that's kind of a bummer but good for people that have June 2nd free. Yeah. And only that day. Yep. If you and if you don't get fucked, man. Uh some others. <laughs> yeah. We uh in our prediction episode, we talked about two 
conspicuously absent companies mm-hmm. from the Summer Games Fest website's participating companies list. Yeah. Uh both of those game both of those companies uh did things that uh made us have to provide updates in this episode. <laughs> uh uh-huh. The first being Ubisoft. Yeah. We were like, oh, they already showed Assassin's Creed Valhalla, so maybe they won't participate too much in Summer Games Fest otherwise. But instead, a day after we recorded the episode, <laughs> uh, Summer Games Fest announced Ubisoft Forward, uh-huh. uh, which is basically an E3 style, like, yeah, just Ubisoft event where Ubisoft announces a bunch of okay. updates to their games and new games and stuff. Huh. Uh, Ubisoft Forward will be July 12th. Okay. Um, I wonder if they'll have a wacky host standing in front of a green screen. Well, they haven't had hosts the last couple times, have they? Uh, not like not in the sense that they used to. Right. Like, yeah, like it's not in the way of the past with right. like Aisha Tyler or Joel McHale just like emceeing the whole thing. Right. Or Mr. Caffeine. Oh, <laughs> why? How dare you invoke that name in my presence? I'll never forget that name for the rest of my life. Uh, yeah, that's I'll, fair. We'll both be on our deathbeds next to each other in the same hospice for some reason. And I'll look <laughs> to you and I'll say, <laughs> Mr. Caffeine, and then I'll die. And then I'll die. <laughs> and then uh, my wife, Amy Lee, <laughs> will be very... <laughs> Like, she'll, like, walk in and be like, why did I put you two next to each other in this hospice? Why why was I in charge of putting Sean in this hospice? Where's his mom? Well, I mean... We know where she'll be. <laughs> Your mom will outlive you, actually. <laughs> she'll just do the Futurama thing and be like a head in a jar on spider legs. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be pretty cool. Your mom, Your mom's pretty badass. Uh... We actually were next to each other for Mr. Caffeine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's true. We were watching that together. Yeah, that's right. Like, because we, we weren't living together yet, but we had a tradition where, like, I would invite you and other friends over and we'd mm-hmm. just watch E3 stuff together. I, th- I That might have been, was I visiting you in New Orleans at that time? No, that wasn't New Orleans. Okay. We were still We were still both in Florida at the oh, time. Okay. For those of you that didn't watch E3 2010, 2011, yeah, yeah, one one of those years, their Ubisoft's conference was like this this dude that kind of looked like uh, like Jared the Subway guy, right? Uh, but he he was called Mister Caffeine, yeah, and just, just like a very clean cut guy who probably did a lot of this same thing for like boring business conferences and yeah. You know, uh, things like that he he tried to like uh, the one of the one of his only jokes that i remember they were all bad jokes yeah uh one of the only jokes i remember was eh, it's hard to even call it a joke but at one point he's like that's right guys we have a game that takes place in the past doodle, doodle, doodle. Uh, right, like, like he, the wayne's world thing. yeah he did yeah. the wayne's world noise yeah yeah it was rough. Uh-huh. Just, just go to YouTube, put in Mr. Caffeine Ubisoft, and just let the good times roll. Or let the times roll. <laughs> yes. Let those times yeah. roll. Let those uh, unspecific times roll. Uh, in the meantime, though, I figure we can uh, we can talk about what could be at Ubisoft Forward this year. All right. Ubisoft, in their latest fiscal earnings report, mentioned that they plan on releasing five AAA games right. this fiscal year. So April 2020 to March 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, those games include 
Assassin's Creed Valhalla, right. which we already know a bit about. They've yeah. announced yeah. it. Vikings, assassins. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gods and Monsters, kind of this uh, this cool, like, cell-shaded, like, thing that I still don't really know too much about. I'm assuming gods and monsters are involved. Wow, Sean. This maybe, is why maybe, I have you on the maybe, maybe I'm wrong. It could be metaphorical. It, it's it's not. I'm pretty sure gods and monsters are, are involved. Good, then I was yeah. right. That's what I vaguely remember about gods and monsters. All right. I haven't really, like, they announced gods and monsters at last year's E3, uh, with like a CG only trailer, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe the E3 before it, right? And uh, and I barely remember anything about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine. God, what a shitty name! What a name! <laughs> yeah, that's bad. What a name to have Ooh. right now. Yep, Rainbow Six Quarantine. Um, doesn't have its own Wikipedia article yet, so all I really know about is the name. Maybe that's all we've got so far? Maybe that's all we need to know before we decide to buy this game or not right now. Uh, let me yeah. just briefly educate myself. Huh. It was announced last year at E3 2019. I must have blacked out for that, basically. Yeah. Uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Quarantine is set several years in the future of the Rainbow Six universe. Huh. The rainbow operators will face off against a totally new breed of mutated alien parasite wow. infecting human hosts and their surroundings. Okay. And I, uh, without really knowing anything about it, I bet it has kind of an uh, asymmetric multiplayer thing mm-hmm. where you can play as the parasites or the humans. Trying yeah, to, yeah, I could see that happening. Uh-huh. Yeah, or like... I I bet like once you're a parasite, your goal is to kind of like right. to kind of infiltrate in, and, mm-hmm. and and infect. Sure, that could be cool. Yeah, yeah. They should change it to like you know parasite or something. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair to them, they named the game last year. That's true, but you know, there's still time. <laughs> they there's so many posters that they made at HQ. There is still time. They, they made seventeen posters, fellas. They gotta hang them. <laughs> they can't waste that poster money. They're just all there in Ubisoft. Oh, we've only made all these posters. Oh no, we have to hang them. But this is quarantine. You know that Ubisoft's like all over the world and not just France, but right? This is the French office. <laughs> uh yeah like i i'm maybe maybe they will announce that the gays are renamed which would be very funny yeah i was gonna say like if if they can they should consider it yes basically where i'm at yeah i'm i'm sure they've already put a lot of, of time and money into marketing the game with that name the fourth game is watch dogs legion all right uh a game that impressed me a lot at last E3. Okay. Because uh, it's just a game with, like... Oh, right, right. Yeah, just this. one yeah. of the most ambitious promises I've ever seen a video game make. Mm-hmm. And a, a gameplay demo that actually seemed to deliver on that in very cool ways. Yes. Uh, that promise being uh, you can play as any character that exists in the game's world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the game's world is a, an open-world sandbox version of London right? Uh, with, like, hundreds of people in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, like, you know, you can 
you can like you know you can play as like an old lady that hacks drones or you can play as uh like just yeah like everyone seems to have unique skill sets and uh mm-hmm. like ways that they move and yeah 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 no uh, it's pretty wild yeah the gameplay demo was was real cool it was initially supposed to come out uh two months ago yeah. But it got delayed to an unspecified date before April 2021. Right. So I think we'll get a release date for that. Okay. Um, I'm I'm guessing it'll be 2021. Okay. Yeah. Like that that seems like a game that you need to take time to to make that game. Yes. Yeah. Uh, especially with recent developments. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think they'll yeah they'll show off another cool gameplay demo for that and they'll still be. It'll still be something I'm kind of excited about. It'll still be something where I'm like, you know, this isn't usually the kind of game I'd play. Mm-hmm. I did not play Watch Dogs 1 or 2. No, me neither. I've not experienced that franchise in any way. But I, I you know, that last year I came out of Ubisoft E3 2019 mm-hmm. wanting to play Watch Dogs Legion. Okay. And I think that's impressive. Yeah. Uh, and the fifth game is an unannounced AAA release coming out this fiscal year. Okay. Uh... Uh, the one thing they've said about it is that it is a game from a yet-to-be-announced franchise. Ooh. Uh, that implies that the franchise is existing, mm-hmm. right? Like, sure. I, it, I doubt it'll be a new IP. It'd be weird if they worded it that way. Yes, that's fair. Um, so, as a reminder, here's some Ubisoft franchises. Sure. Uh, Prince of Persia. Mm-hmm. Rayman. Mm-hmm. Splinter Cell. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, those are kind of the big ones um, that aren't like ones we already know we're getting like Assassin's Creed, Rainbow Six, Watch Dogs. Sure. And uh and rumor has it that it's it might be it might be Prince of Persia related. Okay. Yeah. Um like a remake of Sands of Time or something. Cool. Yeah. I liked the old Prince of Persia games back in the day, so I wouldn't mind that. Do you mean by the old ones? Okay, I, I mean the ones released in the aughts made by Ubisoft. Okay. Not, I mean I do like the classic ones for yeah. 16-bit consoles, but that's, yeah, I, I was referring to the Ubisoft versions. Yeah, I... Did did Ubisoft make the classic ones? Did I think, they pub- I think it was, like, one of those games that was made by, like, a dude. Yeah. Um, see, look, I'm, I'm looking up stuff during the episode so that predictions can... Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Prince of Persia used to be developed and owned by Broderbund Software. Oh yeah, those guys. Yeah, Broderbund. Right. And uh, I guess Ubisoft got the rights. Okay. Uh, to Prince of Persia after Broderbund went defunct in 1998. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been a cool correction. Now I'm just experiencing it now instead of later. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's it's now it's not part of like a stack, right? Sure. Yeah. Do you, do you just want me to never correct things? I want you to put them in text form and add them to the description of the show. No, that's boring. I think it's very exciting. <laughs> no, like that like that's going to make the description so long that some podcast Sites will not be able to support it. But it won't make the show so long that my fucking ears won't be able to support <laughs> it. <laughs> we just did 
episode last two weeks ago with no corrections in it that was like three hours long. What's like what's the what's corrections? I would like to move on. <laughs> discuss the other things we have planned to discuss on this outline i think another thing like a lot of people are predicting the prince of persia Mm -hmm. is uh is going to be the thing yeah they say the unannounced game is from a yet to be announced franchise but they didn't specifically say it's from a yet to be announced ubisoft franchise Uh aha and this generation ubisoft has had a pretty decent working relationship with Nintendo. That's true. So I think the fifth game could be a Nintendo franchise that Ubisoft publishes. Uh, it's worth noting that Ubisoft published Mario and Rabbids. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mario and Rabbids, you know, has Mario in it, but unlike most things with Mario in it, Ubisoft published it instead of Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I think this could be a couple of things. One is Mario and Rabbids 2. I feel sure. like that's kind of like kind of an easy one. I think it makes a lot of sense though. Yeah, I think I think Mario and Rabbids 2 coming out like in 2021, that's like it's like 3 years after the first one. Mhm. Um Yeah, I th- or damn. Was Mario and Rabbids 1 like August 2017? I th- I think so. Um Yes, 29th August, 2017. Because, you know, it's made by Europeans. Yes. So, 29th August. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, I see. I I was sitting there like, uh, is this because of Brexit? Like, what do you... (laughs) (laughs) Wahoo! I got to team up with the Rabbids by getting mixed up in... I don't know why it's sounding like very slightly like King Candy. Uh, Turbotastic. <laughs> Mario and Rabbids. Brexit. Uh, Mario Rabbids 2. Yeah, I th- I think that's definitely like a distinct possibility. Yeah, because like that would come out like three or four years after the first one did. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be really interesting to see what kind of like changes they make to like kind of the, the, the tactics. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. So that kind of role play system, um, or you know, so that kind of gameplay system. Sure. Uh, but another one, I think, could happen, is. Sorry. So when you said role play system, I just thought of Mario going, "I'm a wizard." <laughs> Please uh, continue. Uh. One, I think, is a distinct possibility. I've kind of floated this idea on the podcast several times in the past. Yeah. And I think enough time has passed that this could be a real thing that gets announced soon. Is a Star Fox game hmm. made by Ubisoft Star... Starlink? Star... Starlink! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Starlink? Yeah. Um, yeah, Starlink Battle for Atlas. Yeah, because they, they made, uh, Ubisoft made Starlink Battle for Atlas and the Switch version had all this cool Star Fox stuff in it, mm-hmm. and apparently that part of the game was actually pretty fun. Okay. Uh, Starlink, like, bombed, basically. <laughs> yeah. Like, it didn't do very well. But maybe, just kind of in terms of how the game was, it showed Nintendo, like, oh, okay, we can trust these guys with the Star Fox franchise. Yeah. That'd be um, cool. That would be cool. And, uh, and yeah, so that team making a Star Fox game... 
Because it's not like Nintendo is making a Star Fox game right now. Mm-hmm. I think I think that'd be cool. I agree. And I, I think that has a, a distinct um chance of getting announced. I think I think Ubisoft Ford will have a Nintendo IP in it. Nice. Yeah. I'm yeah. into that. I'm into that idea. That's my prediction. Uh, other things that Ubisoft could cover at Ubisoft Forward is uh, is Roller Champions, okay, uh, which is a game they announced last year, which is kind of like a what if Rocket League and Roller Derby had a weird baby. Uh. That's that's kind of the vibe I get from it. Cool. Um, I think one thing they could do at Ubisoft Forward is give Roller Champions a shadow drop. Okay, it was initially supposed to come out early 2020. Sure, and we're kind of out of there now. That's true. Uh, like, it was supposed to come out, like, first quarter 2020. Right, and now we're almost halfway done with 2020. Yeah, I could also see it being like, we were gonna shadow drop this, but development time has mm. suddenly gotten a lot slower. <laughs> so, here's the trailer in, like, a September 2020 release date. <laughs> but I could also see getting a shadow drop. Okay. Uh, and, of course, Beyond Good and Evil 2, I think they'll... They'll talk about it. Yeah. The game's not going to be ready for release for a while still. Maybe ever. Yeah. But, Maybe uh, that will just never come out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, But I, I think they're... They're not going to quietly cancel that one just yet. A game I could see them quietly canceling is Skull and Bones. Hmm. A game they they've showed off multiple times in the past, which is just like, you know, pirates, yeah, pirate video game, just really expanding kind of the pirate gameplay and some of their Assassin's Creed games sure. and making it online multiplayer and stuff. Uh, seemed pretty cool, but uh, you know, development time took them a while, and maybe they're wondering now if uh, if they've missed the pirate boat, right? Because Rare already did. Uh... Sea of, thieves. sea of thieves yeah yeah so maybe uh maybe they'll just get canceled or maybe they'll shelve it and then bring it back five years later like ubisoft does sometimes <laughs> by the way uh miss the pirate boat that was good because you know they, they go on boats the other company i was complimenting you <laughs> the other company that we mentioned mm-hmm. was not present in any summer game fest stuff is nintendo oh yeah um What's going on? Nintendo. So, I almost said Reggie, but he's not there anymore. So one thing we predict is that maybe maybe there'd be some Nintendo announcements for Summer Game Fest, mm-hmm. right? Uh like the Jeff Keighley would get Nintendo to like make a Nintendo reveal part of Summer Game Fest. Sure. Like, for example, a game that would come out in July or August, right? Just mm-hmm. like that could be Sunrise One. Uh, that does sound like a Nintendo thing. And we mentioned that earlier, uh, like, you know, like maybe WarioWare or the Detective Club thing. Sure. We even mentioned maybe them doing like a Mario Direct, uh, whether or not it was part of the Summer Game Fest that would have stuff like uh, like all that Mario stuff that was rumored, like a remaster pack of 64 on Sunshine and Galaxy. Right. And uh, an old Mario games released on Nintendo Online, like mm-hmm. Mario RPG and uh and Paper Mario 3 getting announced. Sure. So, what happened is <laughs> uh like a week ago, there was not a Mario Direct 
but there was the announcement of Paper Mario the Origami King yes. as just its own standalone video that Nintendo put on their YouTube channels, not connected to Summer Game Fest at all. Uh-huh. Uh, it looks cool, I say, you know, hesitantly, kind of. Uh, it looks... I'm more interested in it than I have been in previous Paper Mario games based on what I've seen so far. Yeah. But there's still a chance for them to do something stupid. Yeah, so the rumor was that the new Paper Mario would be a lot more similar to older Paper Mario games. Yes. And this video, the the trailer they released for it, really gives off that vibe, I think. Yes. You know, like, it it seems like the highest budget Paper Mario game they've made in a while. Yes. Uh, lots of cool visual effects. Mm-hmm. Um, Really great, like, the, the plot's basically, like, uh, this... This or the the origami king is turning all of like like all of Mario's friends and like all of Mushroom Kingdom into like these origami beings. Like yeah. it starts with just like Princess Peach <laughs> turned into like an origami thing, mm-hmm. uh, like speaking in a very creepy like possessed right. tone. It it has very like invasion of the body snatchers energy, you know, like everyone's turning into origami and you're next, yeah, like, kind of thing. Yeah, and uh, and like. <laughs> There's a there's a shot of like Mario like escaping the castle with like a half folded up Bowser. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like almost like Bowser was starting to get origami, right. but then like but then like he managed to escape like half folded up. So that that seems very funny. I was I gonna think say that, I love that as like a fate for him. Yeah. You know? Uh I think that's that's got a lot of a lot of funny potential. Yes. Um and uh and yeah, then it showed like a bunch of really interesting uh, Paper Mario set pieces, and it showed, like, a very brief glimpse of, like, a turn-based battle system that kind of has, like, some 3D elements yeah, to it. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, the kind of operates on, like, a 3D plane almost, and, mm-hmm. um, and it showed that, uh, it, it kind of implied, and I think Nintendo themselves kind of confirmed later, that Paper Mario the Origami King will feature the return of partner characters. Right. Uh, but it also seems to imply that uh, partner characters won't be implemented to quite the same degree yes. that they were in Paper Mario's 1 and 2. In Paper Mario's 1 and 2, uh, those games made up uh, a bunch of, like, brand new characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of all based on, you know, Mario enemies. Yeah, like, uh, like the you know, like Mario could have, like, a... Could have, like, a Goomba partner mm-hmm. character... Uh, wearing like a little baseball cap named Goombario. Goombario. Yeah. Um, or in Paper Mario 2, it was, uh, it was a girl Goomba wearing a little explorer's hat named Goombella. Yes. I loved Goombella. Goombella's great. Um, and, uh, and after Paper Mario Sticker Star, like, Sakurai was basically like, I don't like you guys making up new characters for Paper Mario. Every character in Paper Mario has to be... You mean Miyamoto was like that? Who did I say? Sakurai. Sakurai just busts in. <laughs> hey, I took time off, which I never do, for making Smash Brothers to tell you <laughs> d- d- Bowser can't talk. <laughs> that's that's a lie. I'm still developing Smash right now. Yes. With two with... controllers in one hand. This is why my hands are a problem. <laughs> because, because you can't even see my hands right now. They're reaching into the development studio next door. <laughs> Working on Smash while I'm yelling at you about Paper Mario. Um, yeah, Miyamoto yeah. put a bunch of guidelines to Paper Mario, like, in the 3DS era. 
and like kind of stuck through subsequent Paper Mario releases. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were all bad. Yeah, stuff like Bowser Can't Talk. Right. Uh, and new, like, making brand new characters for Paper Mario games is now a no-no. Every character in Paper Mario kind of has to be an established character within the Mario universe already. Who would do that? <laughs> Who... Like, what are you doing, man? So, And then Sticker Start really hurt because, like, Mario was 90% of the time in that game just interacting with generic toads. Yeah, that's yeah. rough, the Different colored that's... toads. Oh, God. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on! Uh, so, like, that kind of meant that they couldn't really do partner characters anymore. Right. This game seems to have partner characters, but they also seem to be, like, instead of... Instead of Bobbery, the the Bobom that's a that's like a a, a ship captain with right. a big old white mustache. Uh, now um, it appears one of my partner characters will just be a Bobom named Bobom. Yeah, who does at least seem to have a personality. Yeah, he seems pretty chill. Like there's a yeah. shot of him like riding a Ferris wheel and going like, "Me, I'm Bobom." <laughs> seems like a pretty. Pretty chill dude. I'm looking forward to to spending some time with with Bob Om. Yeah, I I just you know, I hope that they do the best they can. Even though Miyamoto has his weird Bowser claws stuck in that franchise for some fucking reason, it's it's strange. It's strange that he's a consultant on that. Like, yeah, you know, I guess like, I I guess the Paper Mario games must still be making enough money right to justify their continued existence yeah Yeah. and maybe it's enough that it's not like a deal breaker that less people are buying it Mm -hmm. because like i haven't bought a paper mario game since sticker star right since i've been so i think what that means is i haven't bought one paper mario game (laughs) but still yeah color splash i mean you know like if if you could go back in time to you when thousand year door came out and said and say like several more Paper Mario games are going to come out and you're going to think they're so bad that you're going to stop buying them, you know, that would not seem like a likely future at that time. Oh, yeah. No, I was heartbroken. Yeah. I was heartbroken by Sticker Star. Yeah, Thousand Year Door was so good. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping that, like, in the Switch's lifetime, we can get a remaster of the first two games or something. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. They can throw the third one in if they want, I guess, but I'm not going to play it. Yeah, again. Super Paper Mario. Yeah. yeah, Super Paper Mario was was fine. I had a good time when I played it, right. but I think if I had known that that was like... <laughs> the last, quote-unquote, true Paper Mario game. Yeah, yeah. And, even, and even then, like, you know, like, that game didn't really have partner characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if, yeah, if I had known that that was the... If that was the closest thing we'd be getting to Thousand Year Door yeah. uh, for at least a decade, uh, I probably would have enjoyed it less. That's fair. I was like, oh, this is a cool little side thing. I can't wait for the real <laughs> Paper Mario 3 to come out uh, later. I didn't enjoy it at all. Yeah. Well, th- there are parts of it that I enjoyed, but yeah. on the whole, I had a bad experience with it, I would say. Yeah, the the writing's still really fun. You yes. know, like the sense of humor is still on point. Mm-hmm. Um, it has multiple playable characters, and that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Although there was something like 
I, I remember being frustrated that I had to play as Mario most of the time because yes. he was the only one who could do some really important thing. I think he was the only one that could change the uh, the perspective of the game from right. 2D to 3D. Because I just wanted to run around as Bowser forever as soon as I had him. But yeah. the partner character, the, you know, the quote-unquote partner characters, the alternate characters were very situational. Yeah. Uh, still fun, though. Hmm. Uh, finally, some games have been added to the Summer Game Fest schedule. Okay. Uh, something called the Developer Showcase, which is happening twice. Mm-hmm. Um, a June Developer Showcase on June 22nd, and a July Developer Showcase on July 20th, uh, which is a look at upcoming indie and larger scale projects hmm. uh, curated by Day of the Devs and the Indie Awards, uh, the Game Awards. That's cool. Um. Yeah, the uh, Day of the Devs is basically um, put together by a lot of Double Fine staff, mm-hmm. and uh, they they basically find a bunch of like really promising indie projects, and once a year kind of uh, showcase them all okay. in a day, a Day of the Devs, right. right? That's generally what they do. Amy Lee and I went to a Day of the Devs in like 2018, I want to say. Right. Very rad. Yeah. Uh, so, like, the fact that that team is kind of collecting the indie stuff. That's and, promising. Yeah, and the Game Awards team is probably, cure, like, you know, assembling some some double-A or triple-A picks. Right. Uh, yeah, that that seems like, that has the potential to have some cool stuff happening. Yeah, I'd say yeah, so. Yeah, I feel like there'll be some pretty cool announcements um, and some neat indie stuff. Nice. Yeah. What's something you think will get predicted uh hi i'm jeff Keeley, and as the uh, opening of the developer showcase i'd like to predict <laughs> that my show will be the best show yeah <laughs> just <laughs> just he pumps his fist into the air just like big like open mouth grin <laughs> from now on i'm not sure you go first uh hmm let's see a lot of the indie games i've really had like my finger on uh the a lot of the big ones that i've been following for years yeah are like finally out now Mm. like disco elysium that's out now right um like eichenfell's almost out i can see Ooh, yeah um, release date trailer for Eichenfell. This uh, this cool, uh, pixel turn-based RPG mm-hmm. about like kids going to a magic school. I played that at a Day of the Devs, and I like I know that uh, the person working on it is almost done. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's. That's one. I can fell. Cool. Um, your turn. Okay. Uh, this is more of a hopeful prediction than one that I necessarily think will happen. Okay. An announcement of a DLC pack for Katana Zero that Ooh. continues the story, which ends at a cliffhanger. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, neat. That's a cool prediction. Thanks. And in AA or AAA announcements, um, I feel like every Game Awards... 
always announces like a licensed game that we're not expecting. Hmm, okay. You know, yeah. like like we got a Fast and Furious game to the last Game Awards, even if the announcement itself was kind of garbage. Ooh, yeah, and that the only was bad. and the only thing that was cool about it was Vin Diesel was there. Yeah, that was real bad. And and Michelle Rodriguez. Yes. Ah, uh, that's like. I wasn't watching the Fast and Furious movies before that announcement. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so I didn't realize that Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez do some smooches in those movies. Oh, they do, they do some kisses. True. And yeah. they're together on stage at the Game Awards. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. like everyone's like in the audience, they're like, oh, are they going to smooch right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the principal point of concern during that announcement. Yeah. They were all on tenterhooks because they were wondering if Michelle Rodriguez and Vin Diesel were just going to start making out yeah. on stage. Yeah. That was actually, Jeff Keighley was like, okay, you guys can do this announcement and fucking bring in Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez if you want, I guess, but they have to kiss. <laughs> and like, then, the, then they do the, then they do the announcement and they don't kiss and Jeff Keighley's just like standing like in the booth. Yeah. He's like, why? He, he just He's shaking back. his fist angrily. He goes back and says, "Well, that's our show." <laughs> Thanks, I guess. And then he just turns to Vin Diesel. It's like you have crossed Jeffy K for the last I'm time. I'm gonna rip you apart with my bag. Your very large goodbye. <laughs> with, with my bag, bare hands. Uh, he, he got intimidated. You. Know- <laughs> My bare hands. That's, that's what I'm gonna... Well, you know, Jeffy K, sometimes he says stuff weird. <laughs> my bare hands. I'm gonna tear you apart with my bath time set. Like, you know, you, you've never watched... You've never seen him go, Welcome to the Guy I Am Awards. I'm Jeff Keeley. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm gonna tear you apart with my battery. Yeah, we got a uh, great announcement from uh, Ed Boone. <laughs> He's doing Mortal Kombat. I'm going to tear you apart with my balance board, my weed balance board that I brought to the Game Awards so I could balance on it. I have Groot. C minus bit. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the showcases. Me too. I, yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll be talking about them in... The weeks to come. Yes. Uh, time to open some listener mail. All right. Got the mail. What? You know, I was just going to do a normal one, but I'm really hot right now, and it's hard for me to think. So that happened instead. Roro is Roro on Twitter says, mm-hmm. I don't care what anyone says. Paper Mario the Origami King does not mean... Paper Mario is in Smash Ultimate. <laughs> Nintendo would be stupid to add him in. <laughs> in addition to that statement, I think that uh, Challenger Pack 6 is Max Brass, and Challenger Pack 7 is 2B from Near Automata. Hmm. Max Brass would be a great character to represent ARMS. He was the original boss in ARMS. He's an antagonist, however, he isn't a villain. He's a champion of the ARMS universe, and one of the main screens that you see when you open ARMS shows no hint of any other character except for Max Brass and Dr. Coil. So he's been seen multiple times in a protagonist role. He would also fit in the arm stretchy mechanic pretty well. The reason why I think 2B is happening is because her game is one of the most popular games in recent years. She's also shown up in many other crossovers, which shows that Square is somewhat more loose on including her in other games. In addition to that, there have been many rumors about near releasing on Switch, and there's also the near replicant remake that had been announced 
which may put the series on Nintendo's radar. Not only that, TB has crazy potential for a unique moveset, probably more so than Dante if he got included. Uh, the last piece of evidence doesn't add much, but Sakurai has given a lot of praise to Nier Automata, similar oh. to how Persona 5 got a lot of praise before Joker was included. I'm not going to say that people are stupid for thinking that Paper Mario might get added to Smash, but I don't think that the Origami King means it's a sure thing. Yeah, I I agree with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, do like, I think... I'm not predicting him, for instance. I'm also not predicting him. I don't think there's a 0% chance yeah. of Paper Mario Same. being added as a challenger pack, especially if Nintendo has had to change their challenger pack Mm. plans again behind the scenes right due to covid stuff yeah. you know maybe they have to rely more on their first party library this sure. time sure that um sense. but uh, i i think the main thing that makes me skeptical is that like uh i just don't see ultimate having two paper mario stages in it sure yeah because there's already the one paper mario stage right yeah that's fair and uh and then they'd make a new stage based on the origami king and i'd Maybe it folds. Maybe the stage folds up. Would I mean, pretty cool. That that would be pretty cool. I just don't see Paper Mario being that big of a deal. I don't no, think. Me pa- neither. I don't think Paper Mario is so big of a deal that pa- that the franchise gets two stages. Yeah. That the yeah, like a spinoff mm-hmm. of Mario gets two stages. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah, I don't see it. And I think as far as 2B is concerned, I like the character 2B, and I think that it'd be really fun for her to be in the game. I wonder if she's too sexy, <laughs> you know? Like, uh, I I don't know. Like, she she feels, like, a little bit further than Bayonetta in terms of that, and in terms of just being kind of, like, a sexual object in, in gaming culture and in the game itself. I, I do remember something, like, like, the game coming out and people kind of playing with the camera to yeah. look at her from certain angles, right? Is that, is that right. a thing that so, happened? Yeah, so she has, uh, you know, part of her outfit is kind of a skirt, and you get an achievement if you look under it, and she notices and blocks you from looking. Oh. Um, was Wait, was that not the game Lollipop Chainsaw, or do both games do that? It may have been both games, I don't know, but it's definitely in Nier Oh, well. wow. And uh, you can also, like, unlock a version of her costume that just doesn't have the skirt. Uh, so she may be Great! Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, yes. You're, I, yeah, I do think that her costume design might prevent her from being included. Yeah. Or her costume would need a redesign. Right. You know, she need a redesign of her costume. To even Maybe, be like, in some the leggings game. under there. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah, I th- basically, like, yeah, like, you'd have to count for the fact that you can pause smash at any point and move the camera around right. everywhere. So like, which of course was abused a good deal in melee. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then like, and then in future games, like, you know, they, they're just kind of darken right. the spot you can see, but I think two B's skirt is so like, it's quite short, short. Yeah. yeah that that would. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can see that being a ding against her. Mm-hmm. Also, I think the fact that she's been in so many crossovers right. in such a short period of time is more of a detriment. Is then. more of a detriment. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, because like, yeah, I think I think Nintendo likes to whip out guest characters, and it's cool that they're guest characters in the game, and not like, oh, hey, yeah, cool. I uh, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I just played as two B in Soul Calibur Six, and now <laughs> I can play as her in this. They don't seem to ever really do that. Like, sure, 
like I guess Ryu is in every crossover <laughs> under the sun. Um but Ryu's also like, you know, super iconic. Right. Um that makes sense. Usually when they whip out guest characters, you don't really see them anywhere else. Like Cloud hasn't sure. been in any other fighting game besides Smash. Uh, in the last 15 to mm. 20 years. I actually, I looked this up uh, earlier today because somebody like mentioned Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur 2, the PS2 version was originally going to have Cloud as the guest character and the deal fell through at the last minute. So they stuck Hi- Heihachi in there who they own the rights to. Yeah, that's why meh, Heihachi is in that game. <laughs> well... It might not be the last game that Heihachi's ever been in. I hope it is. <laughs> you hope that Soul Calibur 2 is the last game <laughs> to feature Heihachi. They, I hope they retroactively remove him from every Tekken that has come out since then. And uh, from Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Oh, okay. As soon as you play the games, you have to download a patch. It's called the Heihachi Removal Patch. And when you finish downloading it, fireworks go off. Real life fireworks outside of your house because of how great <laughs> all right uh not and freak on twitter says mm-hmm. i was going back and listening to old episodes so it was cool to hear you reference the sales figure prediction for smash bros ultimate two years later in the newer episode <laughs> uh, i've never played paper mario but i'm really interested in the switch one what games have you been caused to try because of smash character appearances oh interesting and if you could only play Smash characters from games you've played at least an hour of, <laughs> what would they be? I think my total right now is 32. Counting Pokemon by generation, Sheik is the, is the Ocarina of Time version. Okay. Games I've been caused to try because of Smash character appearances. I think Smash Bros. 64 was actually the first time I'd ever seen Ness. Oh, interesting. That's cool. Yeah. Either Ness was vaguely on my radar uh or i knew who ness like or i just didn't know who ness was at all but when i played smash 64 for the first time when i saw smash 64 for the first time i uh i had not played earthbound yet and ness's smash appearances actually did somewhat inspire me to check out earthbound nice get that context i actually had the opposite experience in that i was one of the few americans who had played earthbound prior to smash coming out right and so when i unlocked him i was like what the fuck it's the earthbound kid what's he doing here (laughs) Uh, it was a cool surprise for me that yeah that sounds like a really cool surprise Uh, the first thing that i actually thought of in terms of like characters that motivated me to play their game is that I played a lot of Ice Climbers in Melee. Uh, They were Mm. one of my favorite characters in that game, and I would never have played Ice Climbers, the original game, if not for them. I didn't play for very long because I didn't like it, but (laughs) I would never have checked it out if not for them. Not an amazing game, and yeah, that's a really good point. I also played Ice Climbers (laughs) because of Smash Bros., also kind of an easy one because like because these games would not have been localized if it wasn't for Smash, the Fire Emblem franchise, just like period. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's probably that's almost certainly my biggest one because I, you know, played as the Fire Emblem characters in Melee and then at one point my brother bought Fire Emblem GBA because he had seen the characters in Smash Bros and didn't like it and gave it to me and that was my introduction to Fire Emblem. I might never have gotten into the series if not for that moment. Man. So, thanks Smash. Thank you Smash. Uh, I went to go look up the Smash roster to just, like, have it 
Mm-hmm. There's just a news headline that just said, Smash Ultimate Fighter Pass 2 leak could be good news for Waluigi fans. <laughs> right? So, like, I open it, but it's a, it's a 4chan leak. Oh, well, yeah, um, of course. Yeah. Uh, it implies that Springman is the arms character, but his seven, but his alt costumes will be seven other characters from arms. Okay. I don't click on clickbait headlines like that as a matter of principle. That's fair. There's like a feature on Google News where you can click like more about this story. And so I do that first and see if anybody else has written about it with a non-clickbait headline. Nice. And if I can't find one, then I just resign myself to never knowing what it was in the article. (laughs) Which is sometimes painful, but I've found that it's for the best. Fair. In terms of how many... How many characters in Smash would I be able to play if I can only play characters from games that I've played at least an hour of? Mm -hmm. I think it would actually be quicker and easier to say the characters that I could not play, (laughs) right? Yeah, well, I'm just going to say the characters. We'll we'll stop when there's a character from a game we haven't played, right? Uh, Mario, Donkey Kong, Link, Samus, Dark Samus, Yoshi, Kirby, Fox. Oh, I couldn't do Dark Samus. You haven't played Metroid Prime? I've played Metroid Prime 1. Isn't Dark Samus in that game? No. Dark Samus starts in Metroid Prime 2 and then is also in Metroid Prime 3. Oh, I thought Dark Samus was in Metroid Prime 1. If Dark Samus is in Metroid Prime 1, then I never got to the point where Dark Samus is. Okay. Uh, but if if they're in Metroid Prime 2 and 3, then I could not play Dark Samus. Yeah, uh, same if they're in Metroid Prime 2 and 3. I've played a about exactly an hour of metroid prime one i've played wow i've played more of that than you yeah that's surprising to me metroid prime as a franchise is one of those things where i've just kind of missed the boat okay um i'm looking forward to metroid prime trilogy if that ever gets that switch port me too um yoshi kirby fox pikachu luigi ness captain falcon jigglypuff Peach, Daisy, Bowser, Ice Climber, Sheik, Zelda, Dr. Mario. We're uh, still just all games I play at least an hour of. Played yeah. Dr. Mario for like an hour. Yeah, same. Yeah, at least an hour. Uh, Dr. Mario's fun. Yeah, I actually, I got the one for uh, for the N64. Mm-hmm. I've played that the most, but, you know, nice. it has Dr. Mario in it, so. Pichu, Falco, Marth, Lucina, Young Link. Um, yeah, Majora's Mask, Young Link. So, yeah, I've, I've played about an hour of Majora's Mask at least. Mm-hmm. Um, Marth. Oh yeah. I, uh, okay. That I've, Marth's out. Yeah, I've yeah, because I've played like thanks to the Nintendo Online Japanese version <laughs> service, I've mm-hmm. played about twenty minutes of the right. original Fire Emblem while not really understanding any of the text because yeah, I don't know Japanese yet. And I very quickly abandoned. I may actually have played at least an hour of like the ds remake that had marth in it oh okay. i think i did so i can still play marth okay nice good i abandoned it very shortly after that because it was bad but you know I, I i gave it the old college try yeah i did not play shadow dragon yeah uh ganondorf mewtwo roy uh roy i can play as roy you could play as roy yeah oh you, you played a patch of binding I, blade I on did. yeah I, I didn't do that shit chrome Mr. Game & Watch. I've actually played uh, some Game & Watch games. I could not play as Game & Watch. Uh, especially if Game & Watch Gallery counts. Right. Yeah. Um, Meta Knight. 
Pit. Dark Pit. I cannot play as Pit or Dark Pit. You haven't played Kid Icarus Uprising? No. Wow. I never got it because the complaints were like, it fucks up your hand trying to control it. The I It came with like, a stand right. that you had to use to play the game properly. I figured that like since I have such big hands, it would be even worse for me, and I that's, just never played it. That's fair. The, playing that game from a control standpoint was very awkward. Yeah. Uh, fun game though. Felt like playing a Saturday morning cartoon. No, it seems really yeah. cool from what I've seen of it. Yeah, I was I was into it. Zero Suit Samus, Wario, Snake. I played. Uh, yeah, I played. Uh, yeah, yeah, because you got like almost to the end of Metal Gear Solid One. Yeah, and then I beat it for you. Yes, or we or did we just like watch a YouTube video and then you played, played through two. all of two? But yeah. you played a substantial part of Solid One. Yeah, I I yeah I played. I played up until the final boss. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ike. Can't play Ike. Uh, Path of Radiance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can play Ike. Yeah, nice. Uh, Pokemon Trainer, Diddy Kong, Lucas. I cannot play Lucas. No, I can play Lucas. Yeah, you played like I, at I least... Played, an- I played an hour of that game. Yeah. yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, I can't play Sonic. <laughs> Gotta go oh. slow. Do. I can play Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyone yeah down. anyone's been, anyone's been listening to us for any amount of time would recognize that as one of the biggest lies you've ever told uh king ddd olimar lucario uh maybe not i've played a pokemon game with lucario in it did uh how uh we're, we're going by generation so you'd have to have played a gen 4 game to be able to play Lucario. Which, which which gen is that? Diamond and Pearl. I can play as Lucario, even right. though I didn't like Diamond. Right. You played at least an hour of it. Yeah. Uh, Rob. Can't play Rob. Cannot play Rob. Didn't have him. Yeah. Toon Link. Wolf. Villager. Mega Man. Wii Fit Trainer. Can't play Wii Fit Trainer. Me neither. Um, my mom could play Wii Fit Trainer <laughs> if she was still alive. Okay. Um... Yeah. Good job, Mavis. Yeah. Good good job, Mavis. <laughs> or maybe she couldn't. Maybe she gave up before she got to the hour <laughs> point. Like, you know, like, because she stepped on the scale and, like, it did some calibrations. And then, like, you know, like, then then we fit was just like, your me is super fat. Ooh, <laughs> right? And, you know, yeah. like, you're just like, hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think she played much past that. That's fair. Yeah. And like we we fit is kind of notoriously like kind of mean about that mm. like you know right um like yeah because like you know my my mother was was fairly averagely sized yeah yeah back in the day mm-hmm. Rosalina and Luma I could I no I I could I have played I've played an hour with her because I did a bunch of Super Mario Galaxy 1 multiplayer with my friends in college. Oh nice. Yeah. I yeah. I I feel like I've played roughly an hour of Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh Little Mac. Uh yeah, I can play Little Mac. Yeah. Greninja. I can play Greninja. You you played X and Oh yeah. Yeah, I played all the way through X yeah, and Y. That's right. that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um Me Fighter. I yeah, mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Like we, we played Smash. All, plus, we've all spent like more than an hour making goofy ass me's in the me menu on the Wii. Oh yeah, know? oh good times. Yeah, uh, Palatina. Uh, cannot play Palatina. That's right, you can't. Pac Man, Robin, Shulk, Bowser Junior, Duck Hunt. 
Uh, cannot play Duck Hunt. I can play Duck Hunt. Nice. Uh, Ryu, Ken, Cloud, Corin, uh, Bayonetta. Can't play Bayonetta. Neither of us can play Bayonetta, yeah. Um, I think I played, like, the demo of Bayonetta for the Xbox 360 okay. back when it first came out, <laughs> like, 2009 or whatever. Uh, and, you know, yeah. Right. I haven't played any of the games. Um, Inkling, Ridley, Simon, Richter. I can't play Richter. Uh, which one was he in again? Uh, Symphony of the Night. Oh, yeah, I can play Richter. I can play the fuck out of Richter. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've never played more than an hour of Symphony. I uh, often get the Belmonts confused. That's fair. Uh, King K. Rule, Isabel, Incineroar. I cannot play Incineroar. That's right, you missed Gen 7, yeah. you, uh, you Pokemon break-taking bitch. Incineroar is stupid. Incineroar is cool. Oh, I like Incineroar. Oh, two legs. <laughs> <laughs> Incineroar is fine. Have we ever talked about, like, the big argument we had I, about, like... I'm almost certain that we have, but in case we haven't, the cliff notes is that uh, I was saying that I didn't like Incineroar's design because I was sick of quadrupedal or four-legged Pokemon evolving into two-legged forms. And Daniel responded by saying, like, well, that happens all the time. Why would you not expect that? Right. And so in order to dis to settle the degree to which it happens or not, I made a spreadsheet <laughs> where you could input the Pokemon and how many legs they had and then automatically calculate, like, how many Pokemon were bilegged or quadrupedal or had no legs at all. Uh, out of the starter Pokemon in their evolutions. Yeah. And, like, whether they started as bipedal and became quadrupedal or the other way around. And uh, I think it was, like, slightly more than half uh, yeah. start as quadrupeds and become bipedal. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a little over half, I believe yeah. that was the... Yeah, but that's... <laughs> That's the effort he went through to, like, prove me wrong. And which... I, ca I called the spreadsheet, I am dumb, and this is a dumb spreadsheet, and it's <laughs> still on my Google Drive. <laughs> oh, that was incredible. Uh, Piranha Plant, Joker. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, I've, I've played an hour of that game. Uh, Hero. No. Yeah, I can play uh, as... Well, I mean... Uh... I've played Dragon Quest Eight for more than an hour. Right, so you could you could wear Hero's Dragon Quest Eight costume. <laughs> right, yes. I can wear his Dragon Quest Eleven costume. Uh, and what were Dragon Quest Eight, Dragon Quest Three, and uh, what was the what was the other Dragon Quest One? Dragon Quest Four. Oh, okay. So I can play the Dragon Quest Four and Dragon Quest Eight, okay. uh, Dragon Quest Eleven versions. Okay. Banjo and Kazooie. Oh, I can play them. I might not. A uh, yuck. Like I, I pl I think I might have. Pl I, I've played maybe almost an hour of Banjo and Kazooie right. one. Um, sure. Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. But I feel like if you combine my play times of Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie, <laughs> that's at least an hour total. Okay. So we're good. I can play Banjo and Kazooie. And if you want to bend the rules. I, how has that been in a rule? I played at least an hour. <gasps> Terry. I cannot play Terry. You haven't played a, a Well, I, okay, I've, I've definitely played an hour of, like, King of Fighters 13 specifically. Okay. I mean, but that's, yeah. that's the only one. That's fair. I mean, he's there. He's around. Okay. Uh, and Byleth, which we can we can both oh, yeah. definitely be Byleth. Especially me. Um. Yeah, so altogether, I, I feel like... That's a that's most characters yeah. in the game. Yeah, that's most characters. Yeah, so we can play 
we can play most of the cast. I think, I think that was like less than ten. I think so. That we that we couldn't play. Yeah, yeah. And I I'm pretty sure like I've I've heard Metroid Prime be called like the Dark Samus trilogy, basically. You mm-hmm. know, so I think Dark Samus is at least in Prime to an extent, but I'm not sure to which extent. Okay. Or like the antagonist in Prime One becomes Dark Samus in two or something. Okay. Some, something like right, that. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. There you there you go. Yeah. That was the most comprehensive listener mail answer we may have ever given. Mm-hmm. It's it's up there. Yeah, it's I mean there up was there. there was one time when we came up with a cinematic universe for Smash Bros. That's true. This is definitely the second most comprehensive <laughs> answer. Uh one day we'll keep expanding on that. Every time we're about to, there's just there's an there's, announcement. Yeah, there's enough news to really do a whole episode about. I, imagine if one day we're about to do the Nintendo Cinematic Universe episode, and then Nintendo announces a Nintendo Cinematic Universe. Oh my god, <laughs> that would be in- incredible. Yeah, yeah, we would just never th- do that episode because we'd have to cover their cinematic universe. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. That'd be in character for Nintendo. Yes. Just constantly. That would be what they do. Yeah, just constantly announcing shit right before we predict it. Okay, well, if you want to see us other places, yeah. uh, we're on Patreon. Patreon.com slash beep boop group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we just recently did a cool little piece of bonus content for everyone at the $5 tier and up. Mm-hmm. Where uh, Sean and I talk about video games that we play during the quarantine. Yes. We talk about Final Fantasy VII Remake. We mm-hmm. talk about Life is Strange 2. We talk about Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. We talk about... Uh, um, well, if you well, want to find out, you got to listen. $5 a month. Lu- Luigi's Mansion 3. <laughs> uh, uh, Final Fantasy 9. Yeah. Uh, and other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a cool discussion. I uh, had a fun time recording it. There's um, a good amount of detail on each of those games. Yeah. And uh, and also at that tier, you can join our uh, Discord channel. Yes, and, our ever-burgeoning Discord. Yeah, and chat with us about stuff. Uh, do it. Do uh, it. If, if, if you want to, obviously. No pressure Please. on that ever. <laughs> no pressure on that ever. Uh, thank you to everyone that supports us in any way. Yes. And thanks to the people that uh, gave us nice reviews. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, if if you want to keep doing that, that that'd be amazing. Yeah, by all means. Yes. Next time on a Smashing Theory, New Games Plus Expo predictions. <laughs> Daniel just looked at me very sexily when he said that. I was looking at you confusedly because I forgot the name of the <laughs> thing we were gonna predict. Well, I guess when you're confused, it comes across as sexy. Get you better, it, you you better start trying to solve some math problems around your fiance. <laughs> They'd just be like, what is two plus three? <laughs> radiating horniness. So, uh, <laughs> we're going to predict the New Games Plus Expo. Right. Which is a thing happening uh, in June. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's happening June 23rd. Nice and early, we're going to predict what stuff will be revealed there. Mm-hmm. Um, a, lot of, uh, a lot of interesting game companies have already been confirmed to be contributing stuff to the New Game Plus Expo. Right. Uh, some pretty big names like Sega and Atlas, uh, SNK, WayForward, Spike Chunsoft, Arc System Works, Koei Tecmo, mm-hmm. uh, NIS America. A-, a, lot of, uh, a lot of cool, like, Japanese studios, basically. 
way way for it is in Japanese, but but yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, I, I think this will be an interesting clump of developers to predict stuff for. So that's what we're doing. Cool. If you want to predict stuff for the New Game Plus Expo, you can tweet us at a smashing theory, follow mm-hmm. us while you're at it, or send an email to a smashing theory at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, we will pick our favorites and read them. And yeah, that, yeah, that'll be cool. This is another one of those presentations that just emerged because. <laughs> E3 doesn't exist anymore, and right. there won't be any E3 announcements. So yeah, we're going to predict some new Game Plus Expo stuff. I I think this could be a pretty cool episode. Nice. Yeah. Uh, after we finish all the corrections from this episode, obviously. Huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, was, that was almost like a little Markiplier laugh you did there. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> he usually does more... <laughs> just we we tell Markiplier just the funniest joke in the world, and he's like, "It's huh. <laughs> pretty funny." Yours was more of like American Ron Weasley. <laughs> Happy it's Christmas, Harry. <laughs> That's pretty funny, mate. <laughs> That's Wizard's chess. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I just forgot that was a quote from the book or or the movie. One of the two. Or or both, yeah, even. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, was your, what was your favorite quote from Harry Potter that was only in the movies? I don't know. <laughs> Mine is, ha ha! <laughs> 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 was Harry fucking riding his broom, like, into the camera. <laughs> At the end of Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, that's great. a that's a deep cut. Yeah, the, that's so deep. <laughs> Hope you guys have been listening to uh, Beef Boop Soup. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you in a couple weeks with some new game plus. Um, yes. Yeah, some it'll, it's it's kind of fun. It's kind of neat doing kind of these smaller scale announcement yeah. uh, episodes. Uh, also, of course. Um, I'm kind of assuming that the June Smash announcements will happen later in June. Sure. But if for whatever reason they happen like June first, yeah. uh, then we'll we'll predict that shit. Makes sense. Or we'll react to that shit. Right. Uh and you know, talk about the update and stuff. All and right. then move New Game Plus Expo predictions to later. Cool. But yeah, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. And in the meantime, I hope that you have a smashing tome. Wait, it's supposed to be time. I'll have to add this to corrections. <laughs> have a good day, everybody. Blah! Yeah, bye. Goodbye. Special thanks! Special thanks! Special thanks to... Lonald. Good old Lonald. Good old Lonald. Good old Lonald. Always poking in with, yeah. uh, you know, like opening the, the door and being like, hey, neighbor, can I have a cup of milk? He comes over all the time. Social distancing. What are you doing? <laughs> Get back home, Lonald. Lonald doesn't actually live next door to us. No, he doesn't. He but, also uh, has never asked us for a cup of milk. <laughs> That's true. Special thanks to Nymph. Thanks, Nymph. Nymph. He's never asked us for a cup of milk either. 
Are you? Are we sure he stayed with us for for a few days? Well, I, he doesn't really drink a lot of milk. Oh yeah, that's right. He's lactose intolerant. Yeah. Thanks for being lactose intolerant, <laughs> Nymph. Uh, I don't know if that's too personal to thanks, share on this pod. Special thanks to him. Thanks to him. I don't know if I should say you're like this intolerant. Special thanks to Nim. Thanks, Nim. I I haven't seen your Animal Crossing place yet, but I hear it's real cool. Yeah, I love cool Animal Crossing places. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Special thanks. My fiance Amy Lee. Thank you, Amy Lee, for making spaghetti. Yeah, good spaghetti. Yeah. I hope you slept through this, Amy Lee. Garlic bread? Garlic bread was good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's like, I hope you slept through this, Amy Lee. And you're like, garlic bread. <laughs> like that's just your catchphrase. <laughs> right, yeah, in the sitcom of our lives. Yeah. I just slide into the through the door like Kramer and then go, garlic bread. Yeah, like, you know, you trip and fall and, like, right. you know, like, knock over, like, half of our shit. And you're like, garlic bread. And then the laugh track yeah. just, yeah. And while I'm falling, it plays the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Amy Lee. I love thanks. you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, special thanks to Mr. Cool Red Luigi. Wahoo! <laughs> so that funny, Daniel? You just, like... You... <laughs> You just looked like after you did that, that wahoo, like you were about to pass out. I had to muster that up from the depths of my soul because it's very hot in the room we're recording in and I'm struggling. Uh, I, I'll look less confused next time. Thanks. Yeah, because, you know, it's so hot in here. Because you think I'm sexy when I look confused. <laughs> okay. I guess it took really me, is all your brain cells have melted. I had completely forgotten about that bit already, <laughs> even though we did it five minutes ago. Special thanks to Cool Gabe. Thanks, Cool Gabe A. Babo. Gabe A. Babo. He's so cool. Cool Gabe. Stop singing songs over the special thanks music. I can't believe he's so cool. His name is Gabe. Ha ha ha. Thanks, Gabe. Thanks, Gabe. Hope, <laughs> hope this is still worth it. Thanks, Gabe. Oh, but this, this could be worth it for you also if you yeah. give us $20 a month. Well, special thank you at the end of all our podcast stuff. And uh, you, you know, you probably you know. know. this is. It is. Yeah, you know. This is Daniel and Sean. <laughs> we thank people. Especially. Bo- <laughs> That is the worst you've ever done at ending this episode. Ending an episode. Or the best. <laughs> uh, see you uh, later. Bye.